Hello, my friend, and welcome to this new episode of the Daily Walk Heavenwards podcast. I'm Father Stanislaw, and I'm so happy that I have the opportunity to share with you the gospel of this week. I hope that you are dealing with these special times that we're going through um, well and find an opportunity to discover God's love for you even as this pandemic continues to make itself known. And we pray, of course, for all the people who are directly or indirectly affected by this virus. Let's begin by opening our hearts and our minds to the Word of God. Let's bow our heads and pray. By your help, we beseech you, Lord our God, may we walk eagerly in that same charity with which, out of love for the world, your Son handed himself over to death. Through our Lord Jesus Christ, your Son, who lives and reigns with you in the unity of the Holy Spirit, one God, forever and ever. Amen. The Lord be with you. A reading from the Holy Gospel according to John. The sisters of Lazarus sent word to Jesus saying, Master, the one you love is ill. When Jesus heard this, he said, this illness is not the end. It's not to end in death, but is for the glory of God that the Son of God may be glorified through him. Now Jesus loved Martha and her sister and Lazarus. So when he heard that he was ill, he remained for two days in the place where he was. Then after this, he said to his disciples, let us go back to Judea. When Jesus arrived, he found that Lazarus had already been in the tomb for four days. When Martha heard that Jesus was coming, she went to meet him, but Mary sat at home. Martha said to Jesus, Lord, if you had been here, my brother would not have died. But even now I know that whatever you ask of God, God will give you. Jesus said to her, your brother will rise. Martha said, I know he will rise in the resurrection on the last day. Jesus told her, I am the resurrection and the life. Whoever believes in me, even if he dies, will live. And everyone who lives and believes in me will never die. Do you believe this? She said to him, yes, Lord. I have come to believe that you are the Christ, the Son of God, the one who is coming into the world. He became perturbed and deeply troubled and said, Where have you laid him? They said to him, Sir, come and see. And Jesus wept. So the Jews said, See how he loved him. But some of them said, could not the one who opened the eyes of the blind man 
have done something so that these men would not have died. So Jesus, perturbed again, came to the tomb. It was a cave, and a stone lay across it. Jesus said, take away the stone. Martha, the dead man, <coughs> the dead man's sister, said to him, Lord, by now there will be a stench. He has been dead for four days. Jesus said to her, Did I not tell you that if you believe, you will see the glory of God? So they took away the stone, and Jesus raised his eyes and said, Father, I thank you for hearing me. I know that you always hear me, but because of the crowd here, I have said this, that they may believe that you sent me. And when he had said this, he cried out in a loud voice, Lazarus, come out. The dead man came out, tied hand and foot with burial bands, and his face was wrapped in a cloth, so that Jesus said to them, untie him and let him go. Now, many of the Jews who had come to Mary had seen what he had done, began to believe in him. The Gospel of the Lord. Praise to you, Lord Jesus <coughs> Today we are in the fifth Sunday, starting the fifth week of Lent. And it means that Easter, our Holy Week, is coming closer and closer. But of course, we are still in a situation where we cannot celebrate together. But we are still enjoying the presence of God in our midst. And hopefully, by now, our desire to receive the Eucharist has really been rooted in us. And it will make such a wonderful celebration when we will be able to say again, in a very meaningful way, welcome home. Can't wait, I can't wait. We open this gospel, we hear the story of the resuscitation of Lazarus. It's not a resurrection story, but the resuscitation is coming back to life, but pretty sure he had to die again. And we see in this story our life as baptized, our life as Christians, and it's an invitation to all people to hear Jesus say, come out of that tomb. Life is a way of tying us up with many things and making us feel trapped. Sometimes our own sinfulness, even our habits, can become our tomb. But Jesus is inviting us, he's inviting each one of us, he's inviting you, come out. Don't worry, be in the light. And the only one person who can allow us to experience light fully, he is the one who is calling us, but he is the one who also called himself the resurrection and the life. But we can avoid looking at this gospel from the point of view of what we are living as people of the world. And uh, as the Pope said, this is a Sunday of tears. In the gospel, there are a lot of tears. There are a lot of people crying, a lot of people sad. Even Jesus, when looked at the tomb, wept. And these tears, in these tears, 
I see the tears of all the people who are experiencing fear, anxiety, but also the tears of people who are struggling to find a cure all around the world, and the people who are facing every day choices that they have to make in order to help the people who are suffering to get better and better and better. To all of them, I'd like to say we are praying for you and we are crying with you. But we also have in these tears, the tears of people who have either they have been infected or a family member, a dear loved one has been infected. And the many tears of the people who are experiencing the death of a loved one, a death or more. It's a tragic story, but the gospel reminds us so wonderfully that within this context that we are living, Jesus cries with us. That Jesus is able to carry the pain that we have and suffer as one of us. As the Pope reminded us at the prayer service on Friday, that we are not alone. He is in our journey. He is with us. But you know what else is in the Gospel? Our natural tendency of dealing in a very human way with situations that are sometimes overwhelming, bigger than ourselves. When we find ourselves in this situation, we, on a human level, tend to cope by blaming, by pointing the finger, by saying, it's that fault, it's that person's fault. No, no, it's the other person's fault. And it's a mechanism that we use so that we, 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 we want to control something. And because the situation is so big that we can't control it, at least we can control the blaming. But in reality, it doesn't help anybody, does it? It just makes us feel good for a while, but doesn't change the situation. Look at the Gospel. There is a lot of finger-pointing, a lot of blaming, a lot of anger against Jesus. And we also sometimes can be angry and blame God for not being the God that we want Him to be. My goodness, how many of us are praying for God to stop this epidemic? And we're still struggling. We are still seeing the numbers going up. Why is he not doing what we want him to do? Martha and Mary, in a different way, they dealt with the same, in the same way. Some were direct, others passive-aggressive, but it's still blaming and being angry. It's human, and I sit out there and on social media, in the news, and my friend, I strongly recommend that you, that we all stop. This is not the time for blaming, not the time for doing. Why? Because when we do that, we can make the wrong decision. We can see things in a warped way, and we don't need that right now, all right? So if you see something on media that's a blaming, shifting the responsibility, hide it make it go away because we don't need that what happens when we do that we move the responsibility from ourselves
to another person. So we are no longer responsible. That's not how we grow. We have a part to play. We are told to stay home, we stay home. We are told to, have, to uh, respect social distancing, we do that. But when we start blaming, we start even coming up with, oh, it's not true, blah, blah, blah. We don't need that. Let's remain grounded in the reality because that's where we can encounter Jesus who is weeping with us. What is the challenge then? Well, the challenge for all of us is to make the fundamental decision to go out of the tomb, spiritually, physically, mentally, to make sure that we encounter Christ who wants us to believe that he can give us this new life. No matter where we are, no matter what we can do, that's not the plan. It's a gift that God has given us. We can experience the resurrection life. And that's what we want because that's what will allow us to see the glory of God. A God who, by letting us be who we are, by letting nature be what nature is, is giving us the understanding that we can stop this pandemic. We can change things. And that's our responsibility. Each one of us has to do that part. So God is allowing us to see that he is involved with us, giving us the strength to make the right choices. So I pray that all of us will continue to believe and renew our belief in Jesus as the resurrection and the life. And we want to believe, I want to believe until I see the glory of God. I hope we can all make this choice together and indeed experience that beautiful gift that God has given us who by loving us immensely to the point of letting his son die on the cross and rise up again, we can all leave the tomb and, and experience life lived in the wonderful light of the kingdom of God. And as we go our separate ways, let's continue to pray for each other and make sure that we recommit ourselves to continue to believe in the love of God and continue to believe until, we, until we'll see the glory of God. I'll wish you well, and I hope to talk to you soon. Bye-bye.